This is the G Podcast with your host, Tommy B. Hey, what's up, y'all? Welcome to This is the G Podcast. Episode 98 is in the building. Yes. Yes, it is episode 98, only a couple from 100. We'll do something special. I'm not going to announce it until next week. I'll let you know next week. But happy episode 98, and welcome to fall, y'all. I am excited. Please, Lord, no more 90s. It's in the 70s in ATL and 80s. I love it. I love it. What about you, Tanya B? You up in Philly. So what is it? Is uh, They turn the heat on yet? No, it, it is sunny and 73 in Philly. Yes. Yeah. What about you, K-Dub? You up north. What's the temp? Oh, yeah. We finally got down to the 70s, man. Yeah. Like yeah. 75, 74. Yeah. I can't stand summer. I ain't going to lie to you. I know some of y'all might like the summer, you know. But you better go outside the day then. <laughs> well, you know, no, man. See, it's still not like 90. You remember. I don't know if you, you weren't we were, you weren't on the show by, but. Probably looking at a couple of years ago in October. I don't know if y'all remember the heat wave. And it was like 100 degrees, like 90 something degrees in October. Oh, I, you know, no, this is this is the weather I like, you know, so I'm excited about the fall and uh, I'm excited. You know, it's almost October. Some of my favorite holidays are coming up in October. You know, Halloween is coming up and, and you know what? Dicey's coming back. Uh, Dicey Grinner with her top 10 horror movies. And uh, so she's coming back October 24th. And, and then, you know, we get into Thanksgiving and Christmas. So, you know, I'm excited. A lot of football, a lot of good football. And, and you know, speaking of football, that's, is, is that why you're eating the Cornell West burger from um, <laughs> from Burger King? Because uh, the dogs, the bulldogs just dead. What the hell? <laughs> I know you're a Georgia Bulldogs fan, but, but damn, I mean. We owed him for canceling us last year twice. That's right, Vandy. Damn, Vandy got beat sixty-two to zip. That's one of the old school. That's that's the way the old school Nebraska Oklahoma used to whip ass. You remember ninety-nine to zip back in the eighties? They're not doing that stuff now because it's more probably a little bit more parody. But and it was in and it was in Nashville. Oh damn, they deserve it. They canceled (laughs) twice. Plus the Falcons won. I'm gonna give it up, y'all. I know, right? They're what, one and two now? Yeah, one and two. I thought I was one and 12. It's about time. <laughs> no. <Nah. laughs> I mean, they don't, they don't, they don't the even. Giants, no, go ahead, go ahead. Are the Giants even contenders anymore? No, they're not. They're not. It was the right. bad. So not they the might as well. That's but, like, they might as well have played the Clippers in the <laughs> It was the battle of the bottom. The battle of the bottom. So, it was in New York. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, but you know what? I'll say this, Vi, this was the game. I picked them to win. Of the five games I expect them to win in this 17-game season, the Giants is one of the teams I picked to win. I mean, for well, them. I said the same thing. I said, I said, we got a good chance of winning this game. They yeah. Just sorry we and, the Giants must be just garbage. Oh, well, you know, Trash. Not, to, not to go off on my ESPN tip, but I think the Giants are kind of, even though people love Matty Ice, and if you have a good game, the Falcons going back to the Super Bowl, you know, for his, and every time, every time, if, if he wins, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It's like the Matty Ice fans are so delusional. All it takes is like for him to win a game. Oh, he going, we're going to the bowl, you know, so, but they got a problem with quarterback. I think Jones, they got to get Jones out of there. I mean, they got a, they got a, they got a fairly decent defense. But but I just don't see Jones as the quarterback for 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 New Jersey. I mean, coming on, coming off of Eli Manning, you know what I mean? It's like what uh, if huh? you don't do it this year, that's it for him. He needs to go. I mean, that's the so, thing. You know, I did watch a game, y'all. I watched a game today. Which um, one? I had a vested interest in it because it was the Baltimore Ravens versus Detroit Lions, and both of them have young men from Macon, Georgia. Um, Tyshawn oh. Williams plays for Baltimore Ravens, and Quintez Cephas. Uh, plays for the Detroit Lions, but it was it was a really good game. And at the very 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 end, mm-hmm. I don't remember the name, the kicker's name, but he kicked, he broke a record and kicked like sixty six yards wow. from the forty nine. Yeah, from so the who won? Who won the game? Who won the, the game? Ravens. Wow. The Ravens. Like good. in the last two minutes of the game. Yeah, I like I like uh, what's what's the quarterback for the Ravens by? Jackson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He ain't Vax, but he's cool. Good guy. <laughs> And I had the COVID twice. <laughs> no, it's like damn. How many times? How many times you gonna have COVID, bro? Uh, 
But but anyway, you know, each week we do news, politics, pop culture, that piping IT with Tanya B and more. And and I got to say what's up. She's in the building. You've already heard her. You can catch the bird wire five times weekly, Friday, Saturday, 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. plus Saturday noon and Sundays, uh, 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. Y'all give it up for Tanya B in the building virtually up in Philly. Respect real music, respect the legends. And K-Dub, I know you can appreciate that. I got new music I'm playing. I played this week from uh, Larry Dotson of the Barcade. So don't say there's no place for the legends to get some love, as well as the new independent artists. Is Larry Dotson wearing a shirt? Is he wearing a shirt yet? Uh, he has to trust me. Grandpa got to wear a shirt now, and there is no the, the snake is gone. Yeah, oh no! Snake. Yep. What? He tried to swallow his ass. Man, I, when I was growing up, I'm like, damn, that dude got any shirts? <laughs> or <laughs> shoes? Shirt and I shoes. Was, <laughs> shirt, and he was skinny as Child, hell. Skinny. Childish. Think yeah. about it. Childish Gambino, but just with an afro. Before Childish Gambino. Oh, oh damn! Somebody, you must. That must be Philly. That's got to be Philly, Tiger B. No, 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 it's not. Thank you very much. <laughs> Who's the police? Is that my house? <laughs> Let me check. No, wait a minute. That's Rob Redding. Baltimore. Yeah. <laughs> Let me mute Rob. I'm gonna mute you, man, because because you're in New York. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. New York is trying to run me today, and I'm not going to let it. Even if, even if there is a ambulance in the back of the house. Yeah, I'm going to mute you for a minute, man, because damn. <laughs> New York is a whole mood. It will work you over and try to finish you, but it's it's trying today, and it's not going to happen. It's all good. I'm, I'm going to come back to you, man. I, I'm, I'm going to finish up the panel real quick. And, and she is uh, here, Poetic Peace, every second and fourth Tuesday. At Overtime Bar and Grill. What's up, Larry and Chast- Chastity? Um, and and uh, uh, what's your name? Charity. Charity. I messed up her name again. Damn it. And um, and I know I, I saw you. I saw you in Perry last night with that Blacks for Trump. I saw you. <laughs> no, you did not. <laughs> <laughs> I was I'm not asking. there. I know you were. I'm joking. I'm joking. Y'all give it up for Poetic Peace. Miss Poetic Peace. Y'all give it up for Y.O.'s in the building. Y.O. <laughs> What's up, everybody? What a group. K-Dub, what's up, man? Man, nothing, man. I slid in on time today. Just left a church gig. (laughs) There you go. Go do it. Appreciate you, man. Y'all give it up for K-Dub, our music director. Thank you. All right, now. Thank you. Deuces. And y'all, he is back, man. The one and only Rob Redding Jr. is in the building. You can hear by the sirens. Yes, yes, yes. And the occasional uh, pet, pet, what well, you got, peddler, panhandler coming up, man. Hey, man. Uh, as long as you were going to call me a pedophile, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know where you were going with that. Nah. You were like, pet, oh, no, nah, man. I was like, uh, nah, yeah. nah. I said the, the occasional panhandler because you're in New York. So, you uh, know. Right, right. Yeah, absolutely. I, look, I, 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 I was thinking about trying to hotwire one of these cars home, but <laughs> it's hey, that's good. between you and I and the fifth post. Hey, man, you know, I invited you, man, and, and I know I'm all in an upbeat mood, but I ain't gonna lie to you. I'm not gonna lie to you. I bought you here, man, because I was honestly depressed by by the end of the week and not in not in a way where, you know, well, here's why. Here's why. I mean, you know, I, I, I tend to I mean, this is a news and politics podcast. Uh, and, you know, we, we, we treat it with, a, you know, kind of light, you know, frivolity. And, you know, you know, we, we, we tell people, hey, you know, it is what it is. Keep it moving. But, you know, I'll be honest with you, um, considering all the shiggity we went through in 2020 and considering what this country went through on January 6th, I just think and and I know you're an independent, so I can say this to you. The Democrats are just dropping the ball. They're just failing this. The and 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 I, and I know you're not a huge Biden fan, so I know I'm going to get it straight. No chaser. And so so, you know, there are a couple of things, you know, I, I was and, and we'll do this because I was going to go into news. But I want to just start with with you. Uh, first of all, I know you've got the new book, Unwrapping Racism. But let's let's end with that, because first of all, kudos to you, man, because you're already kicking ass over on um, Amazon, you know. So, so, you know, uh, you don't even need us. You just over here to, you know, slumming 
uh, on the political side <laughs> for a minute. So, so we just we just well, glad I to have you. you. And thank you. For <laughs> we just glad. No, but thank you for the kind words, man. You said it on your show, and and I'm like, damn, where that come from? Wow, thank you, Rob. Uh, uh, I have a I have a a passion for the truth. Let's put it yeah, that way. So we appreciate that. But speaking of your passion for the truth, I'm gonna get to the point. Police reform fails even after uh, the promises made to the Floyd family, the visits to the White House, Cory Booker. How can Cory Booker say, I trusted Tim Scott? How can you even, how can those words even come out of your mouth? You trust Tim Bucky Scott from South Carolina to to bring it home for, for police reform. I don't get that. The other thing is the voting rights bill is pretty much on life support. You know, and then you look at the situation this week, what happened uh, in immigration with Haiti. It's a debacle. And, you know, I I asked you to come on, not just to say yes or no to this question, but to really be thoughtful about it. Because even though I know you're not going to run for office, Rob, I do want to ask you this. Does America, does, does black America seriously need to be thinking about a serious third party option? Um, yeah, it's been past time, but I've been fed up for years. I've been fed up for years. You know, that's why I wrote the books I wrote, Hired Hatred, uh, Where's the Change by Native Obama, so the GOP can solve America's problems. I, I, I have been talking about this. I've been in forums. I've been in panels. I have, I have talked about this for years on my radio show. I said, but people have to get sick and tired of being sick and tired. And people are just lazy. They're just downright lazy. And they say, oh, what they want to change. And the most convenient candidate comes along who is not even uh, a, a real progressive. Mm-hmm. Let's just put it that way. If you're progressive and you voted for Joe Biden and then you go and vote for him and you vote for him because he's the easiest option. Yeah. And uh, one person put it, shit is still shit. Yeah. No matter how much better it snows than the shit that you didn't vote for. So that's what Joe Biden is. And we're not surprised. And like you said, you didn't have high expectations. And maybe that's the problem, right? We didn't have high enough expectations. And I, let me and say this. Let me to. jump in for a minute, Rob. I think most of us would have voted for Mickey Mouse just to get rid of uh, Cheeto Jesus. So, you know, and, and that's we're partly to blame. But the shit that we're getting right now and, and, and you know, I'm not going to j- jump into the whole COVID situation. I know that has uh, impact. But there are just some self-inflicted things that are happening that I just that just it blows my mind. Let me just say that I've often said on my show, and you've heard me probably say this, that Biden has always been a D minus politician. I mean, at best, a C politician. Always. That's why he was a vice president. I mean, you don't become vice president by being a great, you know, a great go to option. (laughs) Okay, you're vice president for a reason. And in every instance in American history that I can think of, the vice president, with the exception of the very, very early days, the vice president is not the sharpest tool in the shed. Just not. It's just not the case. And Joe Biden is no exception here. So nobody can be shocked or in awe. And if you are, you're just not really paying attention that Joe Biden, and even Trump said it, you know, like, this guy's not sharp. You know, and that's come from somebody that's not sharp himself, that <laughs> according to people within the White House, I don't want to get on the diversion, but Trump was one of those people that they had to take the football uh, ability from, you know, it, secretly at the Pentagon. Yeah. So like, hey, run this through me before you do anything, yeah. <laughs> because this guy is a rat type, you know, but if Trump could see it, hell, we could all see it. But the problem was, is, and I said, I said this at the time, you know, it, it, Trump and Biden were the same person. It's just that one was a Democrat and one's a, one, one's a Republican. And so, yes, the answer to your question is simply this. Yes, black folk have to stop being lazy and get sick and tired of being sick and tired. And we're starting to see it. But I, I, I said 20 years ago, because it's been 25 years I've been in radio. I said 20 years ago, I said, it, it might take 75 years for this to happen. I might not be alive to see it happen. Hope I am, knock on wood somewhere. But I'm being very serious when I say this to you. Mm-hmm. It's going to take some time. We're still not there yet. People are going to have to keep stubbing their toe, keep hitting their head until they determine that, you know what, enough is enough and we got to do something different. And I don't say this to say, go vote for the black Republican talking points of Candace Owens. I'm not saying that, you know, Blexit ain't the answer. Uh, Not by far. 
You know, um, I, I just think when it comes down to our agenda, which is an important agenda, uh, especially coming off what we saw last year with the George Floyd, uh, the protest, uh, the uh, the promises made to the family, uh, the promises made to this country, uh, to see police reform just go out with a whimper, and then for uh, for Corey for what's his name uh, Corey Booker to to say hey um, I trusted Tim Scott he's a good guy he's my friend the you know what the the fact that he's your friend is a problem within itself. That should have that should have been, in my opinion, the uh, that should have that should have been the alarm. Uh, the red flags should have gone up for me. And I, and honestly, I saw it coming, but but I didn't see it coming as obvious. And the way it came was with a whimper, which is something this important to our community that just goes out with. Oh, well, it's over. It just fell apart. Mm. What's next? That's bullshit. <laughs> Mm. Yeah, I can hear the frustration in your voice. Um, look, I, I, I just want to say that, you know, Tim, uh, Tim Scott is a, is a whole mood, a Republican one, and, he, and he's very conservative, and, that, and we know that, mm-hmm. you know. Tim, Tim is saying the same things that Biden is saying when he talks about, you know, blacks having opportunities and blah, 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 until Biden gets to Tulsa and then changes it up and says there's systematic racial oppression and some of it was in the Democratic Party. So they were saying the same things within, like, literally the matter of the same weeks. Now, Cory Booker is an interesting case because it's almost like he got to Senate and he completely did a flip flop. And then I was very disappointed in his run for president because it was all Mr. Smiles and let's you know get together and think come by. This is the time to be the angry Negro and get elected. He could have gotten elected being the angry Negro, but we are so conditioned in politics to believe we can't be that. But I believe America was really ready at that point for an angry Negro, just like just to be an angry guy the run for president of the United States. I think he missed a unique opportunity this time. And he could have beaten the, you know, the hell out of Joe Biden, Kamala Harris. He had, he had it within him to do it, but for whatever reason, he had this strategy that I need to get along with everybody. And I just didn't agree with his message to become president of the United States, but maybe that's who he really is. You know, they say vegans are soft. I'm a vegan, but I still am not a nonviolent Negro. Yeah. Yeah. And the Haitian situation that happened this week with, um, the horseback riders, the cops on horseback, and that's what they are, cops, police, basically, border police. Um, I mean, it, it did look like something out of Django, you know, unchained. Um, you know, um, what, what are your thoughts, man? I mean, that's immigration policy. And, and you can always go back and say, well, that's the previous administration, but it happened on your watch. And see, that just throws a little bit more, um, in my opinion, gasoline on the fire. Of this week. That's why I'm pissed off royally. And I, and I get people like Maxine Waters, but you know, Maxine is cool, but Maxine, you know, you know, what is it? Uh, sound and floor. What's the, what's the line sound and fury, <laughs> but, but no, it's like, Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah but, but no, look, you know, I again, another whimper. I think this solidifies, you know? mm-hmm. I think this solidifies Biden's racism, to be honest with you. And the fact that they, what they did was strategically uh, set, a plan to get all of them uh, divvied off to different places and put on planes to get the crisis taken care of immediately. So going into the weekend is no longer an issue come Monday. Not to say that, you know what, these people are absolutely wrong. We got to have this lengthy investigation. Hell, we can see by looking at what happened that it was inappropriate. It was back to the 60s with, you know, uh, animals being used, either dogs or horses, to whip the asses of black people. And, And that was racist bottom mm-hmm. line it looked it, it looked it looked just like something biden wasn't interested in doing it looked just like uh the the the, the horses in the cotton field you know what i'm saying yeah and and that's what it looked like yes. basically a lot of folks aren't willing to say that but that's what it looked like you know the overseas well, well why aren't they willing to say that because they're democrats right yeah they're democrats and they and they they don't want to say it and that's what i'm saying i mean black folk are not ready they're not they are not ready politically to be sick and tired. We're ready to get out in the street and now burn some stuff down. And I think that's good. We still got some kumbaya Negroes that are like some step to fetch it, handkerchief head wearing Negroes that are out there. Don't burn stuff down. Not this young generation, but when they get tired of and sick and tired of the political situation, then they're going to do something else. And I know the danger of that is when we talk about this, and I was going to say earlier, the first thing I was going to say is they're going to start calling you Republican like they call me a Republican. Because <laughs> they're going to start you know, saying that the Republicans are the other answer, but they're in this false binary. Yes. Of, and, and, and the only people that I know that are 
that are breaking that binary so far are younger people. Mm-hmm. Well, let me ask you, man, and, and, I'll, and, and I, and I want to get to your book. But I, last question, if you were to look at the landscape of, of politicians, who's out there that makes sense to you? Who you'd say, oh, hell yeah. You've asked me this before. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I keep, I'm going to keep asking I, you, too. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I'm not a democratic socialist. So the answer is not going to be Bernie, Bernie Sanders or, you know, or Cortez. That's just not the answer for me. Yeah. I don't think Bernie Sanders gets racism. And I think um, Cortez is a, is a white Latino who um, feels like, you know, she's got all the answers and she has none of them. Can I stop um, you there for I, a minute? You know, Can I so, say something real quick? If I were, if, 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 if I, for me to believe in, in AOC, AOC should be just as outraged as I am about what happened with, with our, with the black agenda this week. That's the problem I have with AOC. She should be just as mm-hmm. outraged. She should be, but she's not. Mm-hmm. And I'll leave it at that. I know why you, I mean, you said you've been very outspoken about why she's not. And I, and you just said it, you know, but, but that's why yeah. I'm not, that's why I'm not a, a huge fan of AOC. But go ahead. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I, I, I think that um, I, I don't see, to be honest with you, I don't see this savior that we're hoping arrives. And I'm not looking for I, a savior. I'm just it. looking for somebody to steer the ship. And I don't see it. Uh, yeah, I, I just don't. I don't see that coming. If that person exists, I don't know who they are. Everybody's bought and paid for. Even coming up at the local level is bought and paid for. And I, you know, I just don't see them breaking through, even if they could. And I can't even identify anybody on the local level that's not bought and paid for. Now, maybe, maybe, maybe it, um, the, the mayor of the, uh, not of Detroit, of Chicago, maybe she's one of those individuals. Should she run? She doesn't seem bought and paid for. I mean, she's told the media to go to hell when they, when they ask for interviews saying, send me a black person or don't send anybody at all. Lori I mean, she yeah. seems like she's really got it going on yeah well i'm gonna i'm, I'm gonna mention, I'm gonna mention a name I'm, i mean i'm I'm not uh julio julio castro julio castro out of texas as a possibility oh yes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i mean he's the only one mm-hmm. i think that that has come close um and said some things and been very direct but um yeah, i agree i mean i don't think there, there's there are many people out there i mean hey let me ask uh, tell us about the book catch us up on what's happening with uh, unwrapping racism catch us up well, we have we have tons of problems in this country, and one is racism. We keep dancing around the issue. You know, I, I, I'm all about tackling the difficult issues. And the difficult issue right now is the fact that we still don't understand racism. And, you know, it's one of the, con- um, the conversations I had with Dr. Lewis Gordon is that we've been lied to for so long because white folks will have you believe that they've only been around for six, 8,000 years. But they have written everything, and they have thought about everything, and they are the intellects. When there was a whole continent of Africa and there's Asia, and there are all these people that existed and wrote and had pontifications about philosophy, et cetera. The point is, is that with racism and what this book does, which is a reader of some of my previous books and previous works, uh, taking and borrowing from them to build a new theory, talking about what it is exactly that white people see in black people to make them racist. Now, you're just saying, I don't care what white folks see when they see black people. But that's exactly what we saw, right, in this book, Target Unwrapping Racism, which is what it's called. The, that's exactly what we saw in Texas. What we saw in Texas was an actual, look at, look at this from a white person's standpoint, the white person on the horse with the whip. What you saw was an invasion of a country by another country. And they were stopping this from happening because they not just fear black men, not just fear black women, but they fear what we represent in terms of a a colonizing force, a foreign invasion. And it's easier to kind of to get that 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 example by looking at these people that are, you know, in a xenophobic sense, but they see all of us that way, Mm -hmm. even though we have been here all this time. What is the first thing that white folks tell you? Go back to Africa. Mm-hmm. They, they, even though we were born here, these people weren't even born here. Look how they were treated. <laughs> so what this book does is it has something called visual geographic grounding theory that I talk about in the book and how white folks see us and why that's important is we can't unwrap racism until we understand how it exists. We keep saying that white folks are racist 
because white people don't get education. There's plenty of white people that are educated and they're in the, the academy and they're Donald Trump and they have lots of money and what have you, and they're racist. So that's not the excuse. So if they just get more open-minded, they just get more education, they just have a bigger friend pool. A lot of people, you see, Donald Trump has black friends, Kanye West. I'm not digging <laughs> on Kanye West, but the point is, is that he's got black friends. Yeah. So don't sit up here and tell me that these things, these things have been said over and over again. We needed a case study here, and that's what this book gives us. And that's the reason why I'm proud of it. Good stuff, man. And congratulations to you on the success um, on Amazon. And it was number one, right? It was number one the first couple of weeks. Number one on Amazon.com. And it was the third consecutive number one, five number ones now out of 12 bestsellers, 12 bestselling books. It was my 12th book. And I'm very grateful to you for supporting the book for the network for supporting the book and all of my fans out there for supporting the book. I'm very grateful. Thank you so much. No problem, man. I'm going to give you the air horn for that. Thank you. Appreciate you, man. Appreciate you. Hey, I'm going to let you go back to being a New Yorker, you know, more, um, more uh, uh, ambulance uh, noises and police sirens and panhandlers and, and just enjoy yeah, I'm the sorry city. About that. But this is, but I'm joking. But you know what, man, this is a great time. This is the best time of the year in New York. I, I just remember, uh, spending some time in Manhattan in October, November. It was beautiful. This is the best time. This is amazing. So it is. Enjoy. It really is. It's beautiful outside. Y'all give it up. Rob Redding Jr. Yes. Yeah. You can hear him every Sunday on the Castropolis Podcast Network. We run uh, the um, uh, Redding News Review noon every Sunday and some best of whenever he shoots us, whenever he's nice and kind, he shoots us his... uh, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's weekday show, but go to, go to Rob Redding. What is it? Uh, Rob Redding, reddingnewsreview.com. And, uh, and make sure you subscribe to his daily. I mean, I'm telling you, it's worth it. Well worth yes. it. All right, y'all. Hey, let's do this. We're going to go into news. Rob, we're going to let you run. Take care of yourself, man. Take hey, care. You. And, right. uh, and we'll be Bye. right back after news. Here we go. News team, assemble! It's time for the Week in News. With Syracuse Mike. The White House is getting criticism from both Republicans and Democrats over the situation in Texas at the U.S. Mexico border. Because of U.S. deportation efforts, many Haitian migrants are now heading to Mexico. The issues at the border got even more attention this week when photos and videos circulated of border agents on horseback chasing down and reining in migrants. Tuesday, the Secretary of the Department of Homeland Security. Alejandro Mayorkas condemned the treatment of migrants at a hearing with senators, but said the administration has no plans to stop deportation efforts. President Biden had a lot of ground to cover with world leaders when he spoke to the United Nations General Assembly Tuesday. Climate change, COVID, cyber threats, Afghanistan, all issues he wanted to address. The president defended his position to pull out of Afghanistan. On the issue of climate change and COVID-19 around the world, he said diplomacy is the way. Bombs and bullets cannot defend against COVID-19 or its future variants. To fight this pandemic, we need a collective act of science and political will. There was another mass shooting Thursday, this time in Tennessee, about 30 miles from Memphis. One person was killed, and now we're told at least 12 were injured. The shooter is also dead from an apparent self-inflicted gunshot. Collierville Police Chief Dale Lane. There were numerous employees that were working. I know we found people hiding in freezers and in locked offices. And, uh, you know, they were doing what they had been trained to do, run hot pot. The shooting at a Kroger store in the town of Collierville. CDC Director Dr. Rochelle Walensky has overruled her own advisors. When a CDC panel recommended booster shots for older adults, those with underlying conditions, and other vulnerable people, they left off the list healthcare workers or those who have another job that puts them at increased risk of being exposed to the virus. Now, healthcare workers and those in risky jobs can get the booster as well. Walensky issued a statement late last night that included the additional recommendation. Keep in mind, all of this is about the Pfizer vaccine. You'll want to consult your doctor about mixing different vaccines. And actor Anthony A.J. Johnson has died. He died earlier this month, but his death wasn't made public until Monday. A.J. appeared in the movies Friday and House Party. He was only 55 when he reportedly collapsed and died in a store about two weeks ago. Amazing, man. Just amazing. Yeah, you know what, A.J., as far as A.J. is concerned, um, I don't know if y'all remember uh, when he was in Players Club, 
when they burnt when they put the cigarette out on his forehead that was that was you know some good comedy man so you know uh rest in power uh i don't I, you know i don't know if y'all remember i know tanya b and why i don't care about no pay, players club but vi and i do and people who was players club he was a guy who sit out in the parking lot uh, signifying and acting a pure d Ooh. yeah so no He's in the tea this week. I have some more on that. Okay, good stuff. We'll get to it. And uh, just, you know, I just want to say thank you again to uh, Rob Redding Jr., man. Just, just, and I I know he he could hear it in my voice. He's like, damn, dude, what's wrong? (laughs) And the team is just like, damn, I don't know if we want to, can we finish now? (laughs) But anyway, I'm going to calm down. I've taken, you know, I just had a sip of water. You know, had had some. Uh, oh, I don't know if the caffeine will help, but um, you know, it is what it is. Any any thoughts, y'all? Anybody? You know, anybody else? I know. You know, Rob's already said his piece. I've said my piece. Did y'all not see that this week? <laughs> Go ahead. I'm sorry. Kato. No, no. I, I was just gonna say he say what I've been saying probably since I was there with you in '94. When you get something's gonna happen. It's gonna eventually come down. These young ones are sick and tired of being sick and tired. Yeah. It's going to go down. It's going to go down. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you. Because yeah, yeah. that's all I got to say. That's all I got. Hey, Why any 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 thoughts? Before we go to T, I'm going to leave it up, throw it out there. I'm good. I'm good. Okay, cool. Uh, any uh, Tanya B? I, I just find it's very disappointing. I'm like, you know. I, I had, you know, I think like a lot of people, we had hope that Joe would come in there and do something. And granted, he did inherit a lot of problems from the previous administration, but it's like, you got to flow, Joe. And Joe is not flowing right now. And neither is Kamala. I'm just, I'm just calling a thing a thing. And I'm like, okay, if the, the Democratic Party is so fragmented right now, mm-hmm. and, you know, it's like, it's kind of become a shit show, if you will. You know, who are you going to put out there three years from now? And it just gives the Republicans more of a license to talk BS and talk smack about you know Democrats. But right now, they they kind of deserve it. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? It's almost it's almost like you know she was supposed to appear. Kamala was supposed to appear on appear on the View, as you know, as it made national news uh, that Sonny and and Anna tested positive. Well, we're learning now fake positives. It's almost like they set that up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, no, we don't, we don't, we don't want the questions from Anna Navarro and Sonny Hostin, what I think, who I think would have lit their, lit her ass up. I mean, been, been, sure been real. Yeah. Uh, they so, could have, those two that could have. And the other thing is, because they're, po- they're, they're in politics, but go ahead. Yeah. Right. yeah. And their attorney, you know, and, and Sonny's an attorney. Yes. But the thing about it is you gotta, you know, think about this whole thing. And this just, across the board, I've been doing, you know, entire private, I doing research. And like a lot of these, if you want to go into certain spaces, you have to take a rapid COVID test. Mm-hmm. But, and that's what I guess, that's what a lot of people get when they go to work and they test people every day, a few times a week and whatever. Those tests are not the most reliable. Yeah. 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 So you know, why is so much uh, credibility being put on something that's not reliable? I'm just saying and let me say this, it's not a, this situation, even though it's racially, it has racial overtones, you know, in terms of what was promised, it, it, it really is about accountability. I mean, ultimately it's about a voting block, which could be any voting block. It could be the Hispanic voting block. It could be the Jewish voting block. It could be any voting block in America that basically votes for a candidate that doesn't get, or the, you know, the, the gay, you know, voting block, it could have been any voting block that says, Hey, you promised you didn't deliver. So it's not, you know, a lot of folks, well, you know, y'all want to make this a black, white. No, it's not. It's about accountability. It's a, it really isn't. And a lot of folks want to say, well, you know, it's been, it's only been a year. Dude, you don't have time in 2022 midterms. You know, you lose the House. I mean, because right now you have to do this stuff while you have the House, the Senate and the presidency. And you have that. You know, you refuse to get you know, you don't want to you don't want to give up the filibuster one. And then you want to play, you know, uh, kumbaya with these folks who've already said to you, look, (laughs) we don't care what you do. 
We're not going to vote. For, we're not going to vote for the, uh, you know, you're not, you're not going, we're not going to raise the ceiling. Vi, you want to say something, but you're on mute. I can't hear you. Check your mic. All right, let's, let's do this. I'll come back to you, Vi. Uh, fix that. And here's, we're gonna, here's what we're going to do. Um, you know, let's go ahead and take a quick break. We'll come back with Tanya B's TV. Here we go. time y'all sipping the tea with tanya b let's try to lighten this up yeah well at least go in another direction what you got tanya b no i want to start off with what what i think is one of the best stories of the week and that is you know i don't care if you're black white green blue or grizzly gray almost everybody knows the classic hip-hop song summertime by dj jazzy jeff from the fresh prince yeah Mm -hmm. All right. and, and really think about it, even what was considered an adult station, you know, that's one of those hip hop songs that has, you know, the flow because of you know, Summer Madness and, you know, with the track and it's it's not uh, offensive. It's you know, one of those safe hip hop songs. Can I say something to you, Tanya B? At one point, black radio wouldn't play rap during the day. They were oh, remember they, the, no, the no rap work day. It had to be after five or after seven. Yeah, they or would only play it at night. Show. Yep. They had a special show on Friday nights. Yeah, And, and Jazzy Jeff... Summertime was one of the first songs I ever heard like being played during the day in at work. So yeah, it was that kind of song. Yep. Yeah, it was yeah, it was safe, it was non-threatening. And I think it's awesome that they did win a Grammy for that song, and that was the year hip hop boycotted the Grammys, unfortunately. Yeah. But what's cool about this song is that uh they've cut a deal and summertime is going to become a hip hop musical, and I am going up for that. Yes. Definitely. But you know what, Tanya B, these musicals ain't panning out. <laughs> it's just like this with Evan, no, but Evan Harris. Here's the thing. Bond. Into the Heights. Yeah. Into the Heights was a movie that would have done well 30, 40, maybe even 20 years ago. Yeah, but even, and, you know, they and, just did with Evan Hansen, uh, the Evan Hansen movie. Uh, came see, that out. was that was a play and a lot of times plays you know it's like plays don't do well when they transition to movies and sometimes tv shows don't do well when they transition you know to another form of media yeah. and i think dear and the thing about dear evan hansen is let's just call a thing a thing you know it's about some things that people don't want to have those uncomfortable conversations about yeah. suicide LGBTQ teenagers. They just don't want to deal with it. That's one of those put your head in the sand kind of thing. Do you think so, it's too late for a song like Summertime? Because, you know, we're in a totally different generation, you know? Do you think it's too no, late? Well, well, what it is, is one, it's a song that just kind of, you know, over, you know, from one era to the next, it came out, what, in 90, I think it was? Yeah, the yeah. thing about it is, that's a song that somebody who was 60, 65, you know, went up. Again, they're not threatened by that song. They can still bop to it, and they remember that song. And the connection there is the original track, which was "Summer Madness" by Cool and the Gang. That's a classic. Yeah, I'm, I'm, it's going to be interesting to see. It's just like, and I'll, I'll just throw this, and we'll we'll move. But it's just like I grew up, and this is going to date the hell out of me. But I grew up on Speed Racer, right? Uh, the the old cartoons, mm-hmm. you know, Go Speed Racer, and Go Speed Racer. There you go. When it came out. Um, Nobody went to see it. And then they asked the millennials, they said, they don't know nothing about no speed racer. <laughs> they do, <laughs> you know? but also, I thought, you know, to correct me if I'm wrong, and I, yeah. I don't Even know. Even I thought it was about. decent. Go ahead. But that, that also was based in Japanese anime. Yeah, well. it was. And it was. But the kids, right. But the yeah. kids weren't. Now they're on that whole anime thing. And anime is very violent. Don't get it twisted. But so was uh, Roadrunner. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, you know, that that was something that, you know, whoever thought of that was somebody who came from that generation. Mm. But certain things don't cross you know don't roll over from one generation to the other mm-hmm. and i think this song does because even if you don't know the song yeah you know, your parents know it so they're gonna play it in the house on saturdays well we used to stay in the house on saturdays or go to the barbershop or the beauty salon yeah, yeah, yeah. you know when you would hear that but i still think there's a place for it in the fact that you know at the end of the day mm-hmm. uh 
you know, in the music circles, Jeff is still relevant, you know, as a world-class DJ, teacher yeah. and mentor. And Will is still relevant, although not so much as a rapper, but, you mm. know, as an actor and the other things that he's done. Mm. But I think it's cool that Will and, and, and uh, Jeff will go on different TV shows, you know, and do things. And don't forget, they went out and did a few dates a couple of years ago and got big, stupid, crazy money. And their shows were all sold out. Only five of them in Here's the thing, none yeah. of them were in this country. Yeah, but you know, overseas. You got, but then again, so there you have an international brand. So that's just something to keep in mind. But I'm, I, I hope they do it right. I hope. And I'm gonna give it up for them. I'm giving it up, big time, because yeah. um, as a, as a I DJ, I think I mean Jazzy Jeff is is my idol. I mean that dude. Yeah, I, and I, I, if they're involved, I think they will make sure it is done correctly. Yes, I agree. I agree. Because here's the premise of it. You know, if you look at the video, Fairmount Park, Philadelphia, hmm. you're going up there to get, you know, your funky fresh gear ready and you're going to try to talk to a girl. Hmm. Or if you got a fly car, you want to go talk to the honeys and have them say, oh, can we get a ride? Yeah. So that's something that still, you know, can be relevant if it's done right, you know, even to uh, millennials and teens today. And then again, reminding, you know, that their original demo of what they did back then. So. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. What you got next? You said it's going to be a musical or a movie. A musical. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, but you know what would be kind of cool? You know how they how was it? NBC does those live musicals. Yeah, that they would be cool. That you do well on TV. I think it might do well that way. Yeah. Or on a streaming service as opposed to trying to take it to the big screen. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. What else you got? Okay. Uh, you talked about AJ Johnson, and let me just say this, and this is just my opinion and nothing more, and we can agree to disagree. But to, to clap back at his wife, because your husband did not have life insurance, it is not the responsibility of fans or friends or other entertainers to pay for your husband's funeral when you want to have an extravaganza and you want to show up and show out because it does not cost $20,000 to bury anybody. Wow, and with that I say, <laughs> Right. And with that, I say she wants a showboat or whatever's left over is going to go in her pocket. You can trust and believe that. So but you know what? I, I think Ice Cube, I, I would be surprised if Ice Cube didn't step up. And, and well, let me tell you this: Michael Blackson, Mike, the comedian Michael Blackson, yeah, yeah, he yeah. gave her he, he gave her ten grand, and once she went public, the GoFundMe exceeded the twenty thousand that she mm-hmm. was asked for. So again, I say she trying to put some money in her pocketbook. And you know, my other thing is, you know, again, I know there was some sketchy details about his you know death as opposed to, um, you know, them. I don't know why they didn't come. They came forward to talk about him being dead when she wanted to. You know, get a bag, basically. Mm. That's just, you know, so she talked about all this fake love and condo. Y'all giving me fake love and condolences, but where's the money? So that oh, she was just a money grab. Come on. Come on. <laughs> what you got? What's next, Tanya B? <laughs> I ain't gonna comment on that. Okay. Uh, we'll go to the celebrity prayer list. Of course, we have to talk about the loss of the groundbreaking uh, actor, director, recording artist, cinematographer, screenwriter, Melvin Van Peebles. He was basically the one that really, uh, I guess, is responsible for you know the opening of the door or coining of the term black exploitation film because mm-hmm. he did Sweet Sweet back in, I think, 68, 69. Yeah, yeah. And here's the interesting thing about it. Now, back then he was trying to raise $500,000, which today is nothing, but back then that was a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And nobody would get down with him. So he found a way to put it out himself. And that movie made $14 million. And for a movie to make $14 million back then, yeah. says a lot. You know. And Wyo so, wasn't born. She wasn't even close to being born. I mean, And I didn't probably, realize he yeah. was 89. Yeah. 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 But, and a lot of people don't realize that Mario Van Peebles, who, you know, a certain uh, generation know from New Jack City. And, you know, he was in uh, what was that movie? Uh, Posse. He was in Posse no, with him. Too. But before that, but met, but there, there was this. Remember when all those '80s movies were out about rapping? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, he was rapping. in uh, Breaking. Um, yeah, and he was yeah, yeah. and rapping too, and produced a couple of them. So he's been doing a lot of things behind the scenes. Yeah, but uh, you know that that's just. I'm glad to see that he's continued on, and I'm sure he will continue on. You know, the legacy that his father really opened the door for a lot of folks. That yeah. are, you know, and if you don't remember him, I know a lot of folks may not. Um, I, I I remember his. Um, he was in he was in Posse. What was the other big movie he was in? With Ooh, his... he was in Boomerang. Yeah, he was in Boomerang. That's right. He was in Boomerang. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. He... Okay. Yeah. Well, so, rest uh, in power. Rest in power. Yeah, absolutely. And we also have to talk about the son loss of the singer Sarah Dash. She was one third of LaBelle, the '70s groundbreaking uh, 
trio with uh, Patti LaBelle Man. and Nona Hendrix. They were formerly mm-hmm. back in the Disney. <laughs> and I remember I saw Patti LaBelle in the Bluebells. We went down from Boston. When we'd go down to uh, New York a lot because my dad would do business there. We went to an afternoon matinee at the Apollo and I saw Patti LaBelle in the Bluebells. Were they wearing the spacesuits? Uh, no, love, no. This was, oh, this was pre, this was bluebell. Yeah, oh, when yeah, it was yeah. still, you know, when a woman could shake her hips and that was scandalous. So this was somewhere oh. over the rainbow. He'll get, was a the real big hit, I think, was he'll get you closer to the aisle or closer down the aisle or something along that line. Damn, were you like but, two? Uh, <laughs> I, and I was very young, but again, you got to remember, I came, I came up in a place where I know about songs that were out before I was born for obvious Tony Tanya B is like, well, I remember seeing Lil Richard when he, <laughs> damn, girl. So that, was, that was my sister. <laughs> and she's older. She's older. Um, go ahead. Go yeah. ahead, Tanya B. You timeless. So, uh, you, that's what I do. Um, so what's ironic about this whole thing is you just say life is very fragile yeah, because last Saturday, Patty was in concert in Atlantic City and Sarah, who uh, lived in Trenton, got in the car, went to Atlantic City, surprised Patty. Uh, I say five one or two, whoever that brother was that captured that video where they sang, Isn't It a Shame? And hmm, Patty said that, that was the song. last one they recorded together. Yeah. And Sarah went home and 48 hours later, she said, I don't feel well. And she was gone. That, isn't it a shame? Boy, that song is just, oh, yes, put classic. it on loop. That whole album, Phoenix, that was my, that was my, I mean, everybody liked the kitschy, kitschy, yeah, yeah, but when they really kind of went, you know, kind of really out there. So, you know, a lot of people think that she didn't do anything, but she was very active hmm. in the cultural and the musical arts scene, especially in her hometown of Trenton, New Jersey. Hmm. Did a lot of backup for a lot of huge, not just uh, R&B singers, but, you know, uh, rock singers and other uh you know other non-black yeah. acts so yeah and she and really the soprano voice she still had it you know if you ever heard any of the even some of the labelle stuff or the patty labelle stuff that soprano voice that she had was was off shame yeah and, and she was hot oh my goodness yes remember she wore, remember she had the belly button out and she's mm-hmm. in the middle wiggling <laughs> and she would have yes. a, a breastplate instead of a bra and you know things. She, just think of what they wore they would come down out of the ceiling and they did a lot of things that folks are trying to do today back in the 70s I, I, i'm mm. telling y'all that album what was the album the blue album with them just their headshots. What was that? Yeah, yeah that was that's Phoenix. it. Oh my god! Yeah, the front, the front and the back. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Rest in power. Rest in power. Yeah. And, and, yeah. For those of, and for those of you who don't know, I like I said on my social media, Google this man and help yourself and get educated. Uh, one of the few remaining members of the James Brown band, the JBs. The amazing saxophonist Pee Wee Ellis passed away, and again, he was one after James Brown. Uh, he went on to play for like Van Morrison, a lot of, uh, you know, white uh, rock acts. So they had a lot of respect for him. And I understand if you um, go to about, I think, a minute and 20 into the James Brown song, Let a Man Come In and Do the Popcorn, you will hear him call Pee Wee. Hmm. Little yeah. known black history fact, the whole say it loud, I'm black and I'm proud. That hmm. was Pee Wee Ellis. Wow. They were in there just kind of, you know, jamming, I guess, or whatever. And that was the line that he came up and it became one of the most, you know, for, I mean, for people of color, that is the song for us. Cool. So had it not been for Pee Wee Ellis, who passed away at the age of 80, uh, we may not even have had a say it loud, I'm black and I'm proud. Yeah, good stuff. Rest in power. More. What else you got? Yeah. Anything else? One more thing, one one more, more thing one I want to tell you about is, okay. uh, you know, Eddie Murphy got this three-picture deal with Amazon Prime. You know, he did come into America, and, you know, all things considered, it did pretty well. Hmm. But I'm con- uh, he just got this, he had that one deal. He just got this three-picture deal, and I don't know what's going to come from that, but I'm just a little confused because if he just got this three-picture deal with Amazon Prime, why is he going over to Netflix to do Beverly Hills Cop 4? If it ever comes to fruition, I'm well, just saying. You know, I think I, I think sometimes what they do, um, they'll do one deal as a production deal, you a know, where yeah. yeah, and the other deal is an acting deal where they just got cast in the movie. You know what I mean? Um, so it's probably the a big, you know, the uh, the studio. You know, he just got cast as, of course, you know, Axel Foley, and uh, but his his uh, production deal is more his original stuff. So yeah. you know, what, also yeah, that's that what's up. The Netflix deal could have had the ink dry before because this yeah. Amazon situation was just made public this week. So maybe he might have had a one-off with Amazon to do Coming to America too. 
was over there at Netflix. They cut the check. He took it. I'm not mad at him. And then Amazon said, oh, uh, Eddie, 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 yeah. I would like to talk to you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then he, came, <laughs> then he came back over there and signed the deal. Over. You know, they're getting that log money over at Amazon. Amazon ain't playing. They, they just, yeah. It's that, oh, you know. I got to tell you, what they ain't you joking. Watch? You, they ain't joking. You, yeah, go ahead. No, you got to watch this. My new guilty pleasure. Mm-hmm. It's this new cartoon that is on Netflix. It's called Chicago Party Aunt. Have you anybody seen that? No, I got to check it out. So yeah. if I say if I say the word Chicago Party Aunt, you know what I'm talking oh, about. God. It is off the chain. Wow. I okay. think all of us had an aunt that was like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know I did. I had the new Rochelle party on. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, so let's let's support this uh, cartoon of color, and uh, it's on Netflix. It just started last week. It is hilarious. Good stuff. Good stuff. And I, just a couple of things, and I'll wrap this, uh, and we'll do the corner. And we'll get up out of here. But uh, happy birthday! That fine Cindy Heron turned fifty-six this week. <laughs> What about the legendary Shirley Jones, who if there oh, were yeah. no Jones girls, there would be no damn in both. Absolutely. Me. Happy birthday. Shirley Jones had a birthday this week. Also, Sean Stockman from Boys to Men turned 49. Give it up to Will Smith this week, turned 53. Jada had her 50th on uh, the Red Tabletop, I think. And Sanaa Latham was 50 uh, after we had done the show. Uh, well, you know, we didn't get a chance to squeeze her in on last week's episode. But uh, happy birthday to those folks. Also, you know, uh, the Wonder Years debuted decent ratings, fairly decent ratings with 1849. They, they um, definitely, I think, in their time slot did pretty well. ABC is not kind of struggling on that comedy night, but... Uh, I expect good things from from uh, the Wonder Years. I thought it was I like solid. It. Yeah, uh, the thing I I love Don Cheadle. Uh, he's doing a. I mean his 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 narration, narration is is hilarious. The cast is solid. But why do they have to do Dean like that? You know what I'm saying? On the first episode, Kisa Kisa Clemens is crush. Why? The, why <laughs> damn! I ain't gonna tell y'all the spoiler, but I'm like, damn! Well, let me tell you something. The first that episode, a, y'all can wait. A, that's the same thing that happened on Everybody Hates Chris. Chris, when he Chris, uh, the character Chris Rock's character came in and caught his brother kissing this girl Keisha that he liked, and then he was so upset they went. They broke into new mid condition breaking my heart, and it was a sign. This girl said, "Try a white girl." Damn. I mean, they, they couldn't wait to like the, the fifth episode. <laughs> they just crushed him. They crushed him on the first episode. I'm like, damn. You gotta get better. There'll be but see, there was don't forget, <sighs> there was another girl on the bus. So don't don't count him out. And the other thing that it was interesting the way that they handled uh you know in the first episode again, the uh assassination of Doctor. Yeah, yeah, it was well done. And a lot of you know what I'm seeing and you know on Twitter, there, there's a there's this, you know, folks who thinks who think it's a good balance of, you know, the serious stuff and, and, and comedy and drunk, you know, just, there's a good balance. And then there's some folks who, you know, and you want to, you can guess who they are. The ones who are saying, well, we don't need to deal with the political stuff. And, and you know what, it's 1968. You know what I'm saying? I mean, uh, even though it's a middle-class family growing up in Montgomery in an area that is predominantly black, they still have to deal with the fact that Dr. King was assassinated. You know what I'm saying? And and he did a lot of work in Alabama, but again, you know, it's part of, it's one of those things that makes some people uncomfortable. That's why they don't want to hear it again, because it makes them uncomfortable. I mean, it's not going to be the wonder years from, you know, Kevin, you know, and and Winnie Cooper, you know, it it ain't going to be that, you know, so, uh, but it's still good. And I, and I think they balance it out pretty well. Um, You know, they're they're trying to do, I mean, they're going to do the right thing. They'll do the like, did you catch? Yeah. Did you catch the tea where they talked about the other son? They said he was away. I'm like, oh my god, he's in jail. And they're like, no, he was away. <laughs> he's <laughs> he in Vietnam. Yeah. He was in Vietnam. So I'm sure that's probably going to come into the storyline because you know Vietnam really, really got hyped, hyped up a few years. Like maybe if I'm correct, like oh yeah, yeah. Too late with Kent State and the whole thing with the war protest. So I'm sure that'll have something to do with the storyline. Yeah. And the uh, picture of uh, the sister in the in the uh, Black Panther uh, outfit, exa- yeah. that's going to come yeah, into play, so, too. I can yeah. see that coming yeah, into play. Exactly. And, 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 you so know, there's a whole yeah, lot more. A whole lot more. A whole lot more. A couple more things just real quick uh, on the on the Netflix tip. I watched this and we'll talk about this. I'm pretty sure Dicey's going to bring this up. I watched this thing called Midnight 
mass. It's a limited series, seven episode. Um, it, and it, it was trending like number two this weekend. That movie. <laughs> but I'm not going to tell you if I tell you a little bit of what it's about, it'll spoil it. But it turned out to be just uh, a great series. It's only going to be, you know, seven episodes, limited series, which means it's not coming back. It's just, you know, for this year only. Um, but it was uh, it was pretty impressive. I, I, I got to say not a lot of big names. You know, it's an indie project, but but still Midnight Mass on Netflix. I mean, if you like, you know, scary stuff, horror stuff, uh, thought provoking stuff, it's 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 a good watch. Also, uh, this is for the, you know, sci fi folks out there. Foundation on Apple launched uh, two episodes that's out there. And, and they spent some money on this. And, and you know, it's so diverse. You know, it's got a black main character, you know, black Brits, uh, you know, pretty much dominate the show. But uh, Apple spent a ton of money on this thing. It's called Foundation. And uh, it's like an hour, uh, hour episodes that come out every um, every Friday. So cool. And of course, you know, I got to do my Ted Lasso and congrats to Ted Lasso. They won everything. And people are pissed off. You know, Oscar's so white. But damn, I mean, you know, that's why we need to support NAACP awards. Because they're gonna use they're gonna use the you know SETI and and our entertainment skills to host and give all the awards to the Crown and you know so you know let's just you know support the uh, um, NAACP Image Awards that's the best way to get that done okay just a couple of things Tom you know in Tommy's corner I'm just gonna remind y'all I know I went on my rant about politics at the beginning of the show. But uh, one of the reasons why Trump is in all, is is coming to town, and he's going to be coming through Georgia quite a bit. Uh, not only does he hate Brian Kemp, you know, and he's pissed off because of the fact that, um, you know, that uh, you know the uh, what's the guy, Secretary of State, is uh, is running Rath- for office again, Rathisberger. Oh. He hates him. Uh, you know, Fulton County uh, DA has a case up against him. Uh, he's trying to out there uh, basically support uh, Herschel. Mandingo, uh, <laughs> I ain't gonna call him. I shouldn't have called him that. But Herschel Walker is is running for governor. But the other thing is, and I didn't realize this, that uh, the Secretary of State here, the guy who's about to run, Jody Heiss, who is my district congressman, unfortunately, is they've already raised almost a million dollars for this dude. And that's one of the reasons we, he came to Perry last night. But if they allow him to get into the Secretary of State's office in Georgia, Republicans are going to never lose because he's the kind of guy who will do whatever Trump says. He'll do anything Trump says. Uh, he's not, he's, he's not, um, I'm, I'm not going to, you know, I'm going to let you figure it out for yourself, but I will say this, that the, the strategy around the country right now in all, especially the red states, the strategy for these guys is to get their people into the secretary of state's office. Once they do that, they can overturn these elections and these, these voting bills, the voting bills that they're, they're voting in, the voting bills basically will give the legislature the opportunity to overturn elections. Can you imagine uh, y'all? Can you imagine if this, uh, if the, if the legislature had had the power in Georgia when Trump was running for president to overturn that shit would have been t- overturned so fast because, you know, oh, it's a, you're right. You're right. You're right. You, you have to so keep right. it independent. And, 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 and that's not what, what's going on right now. So, so you're going to hear a lot, especially coming up in the midterms and uh, every, in every one of these red States, uh, you know, they know they can't do it in the blue States, but definitely in the red States, you're going to hear a lot of people talking about the secretary of state's office because it's a, it's becoming a political pawn. And, and I just hope, I say this to my good friends in the Georgia Democratic Party. Don't sleep on the fact because I, I, I talked to somebody and they're like, well, you know, we're not worried about it. He's just in the Republican primary. He probably won't win. Dude has more money than than any of the candidates. He's he's got his he's probably gonna have as much money as somebody running for governor. And, and you know, and he's only running for secretary of state. So I, I think I don't know if they're taking this thing seriously enough, you know. Uh, this dude's a sycophant apostle to Cheeto Jesus. And and quite frankly, you know, they're going to give him as much money as he needs to get into that office. Rath- Rathisberger is not going to come close. 
Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, okay, I want to say that and uh, you can give us a call. Love your feedback. 413-556-9546. on anything we've said um, on this show. Uh, you know, definitely give us a call. We'd love to hear from you. Um, Tanya B. Vi K. Dub. Are you there, man? I don't know if I can hear you. Your mic is out. He's out with Cornell Haynes getting a burn. He's 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 like what Lindsey Buckingham. <laughs> he's, he's like the list. You know what I'm saying on on uh, what what's up with that? You 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 know I don't know. We'll get him next week. But I know he's had. I guess he's he wore the mic out yelling for UGA. Yeah, it's like come back next week. We'll have time for you next. But week. we need the benediction, right? Well, but I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to come I'm gonna have to come to UYO. But I'm, I got a couple of quick shout outs. Uh, shout out to uh, partner Slick at Partner Slick um, on Twitter for unleashing me on Twitter. He always sets me up. He'll, he'll, he'll tweet something and copy me on it. He'll copy me on something I'm going to get pissed off about. So that's probably why my blood pressure is elevated this week. But but thank you, Slick Partner. Uh, partner Sl- at Partner at partner Slick on Twitter, man, for always shouting me out and include me. Don't, now, that don't mean you do more. That doesn't mean you can keep doing it. <laughs> but it's cool. It's all good. Uh, in two weeks, we'll be at episode 100. I got some things. We'll talk about it next week. Uh, don't forget y'all social media. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at this is the G podcast uh, on both at this is the G podcast on Twitter at this is the G pod. And I'm going to try to come back to you. You go, you go, you go. Any, any shout outs? Why? you got any shout outs? I just like to shout out my people down here in the Mac town. Um, everybody who comes out to Poetic Peace. And and guess what, Tommy B? What's I've, I've been cleaning out some boxes and things. Do you remember that time you had a Father's Day event and I did some poetry? It was like a foxy one. It was a foxy. <laughs> Back in the day. At Lord. the shrine, yeah. Oh, I was Lord. like, I Tommy that. B, produce this. But yeah, I just want to, um, you know, shout out to Mac town. We got a lot of creatives and a lot of um, people doing their thing down here. Good stuff. Good stuff. What about you, K-Dub? You got any shout outs? Yeah, shout out to Robert Redding Jr. Yeah, he, he's on it. I like that guy a lot. <laughs> Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, any last minute shout outs, Tanya B? Uh, listen to the bird wire. Listen to the bird wire. Listen to the bird wire. Uh, cool. Cool. Pandemic is real, y'all. The pan- we got the third strain. You see these breakout cases are happening. Yeah. So please be smart. It's not over. It's not going to be over until we realize that this is real. It's not going away anytime soon. There is no cure all. Well, you know, just I mean, I, I think if, you know, be responsible, you're, you're absolutely right. You know, but but, you know, I, I just don't think people can let their guard down. Just, you know, just continue what you've been doing on the safe side. You know, just stay that way right. until, you know, until, uh, you know, who knows how. I mean, I'm not even going to get into the predictions of how long we're going to be with this thing. But let's just live. Let's figure out a way to live with it. But. You know, key word is live. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Live, live, live. So, okay, Vi, go ahead, man. Say something. Well, you hear me now? Yay, there you go. Let me give it up. Yes. Oh, what's up, people? Yeah, get up Happy on that mic, day. too. And you know what, man? What's up, Vi? You, what's up? You know, Vi, I think it's, I think it's, because I see Bo jumping like, <laughs> I think it's Bo. I think Bo, Bo is chewing on your wires, man. I, think... I hope he is. <laughs> I'm going to be doing it on the slide here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Finish this up, man. You got the benediction for us. Bye. Bye. I got it, boy. Go for it, man. Go for it. Wrong choices causes regret. And we, when we experience regret, we need to deal with it and let it teach us how to make better choices in the future. The Bible said that with God, you are a new creation. You don't have to live in your old ways, but you can now make new, better choices empowered by the Holy Spirit. If you find yourself regretting some of the unwise choices you have made in the past, don't be deceived into thinking it's too late to do anything about it. Just start doing what's right and then stick with it. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone and new life has begun. All right, people, all we're saying, it's never too late. It's never too late to change your life or to start anew. Amen. Don't let nobody, don't let nobody tell you that. Amen, people. Amen. Amen. That's Amen. right. That's right. That's going out to Joe Biden. Going out to Joe Biden. There you go. <laughs> that dedication. <laughs> 
man, I wish I got to talk about Biden. Maybe next time. <laughs> you, are, you know what? I think I think I think Bo is Bo is chewing on chewing on your wire for a reason, dog. <laughs> I Look said, at Bo back there. I said, <laughs> he must be a Biden undercover agent. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> look at it. I mean, y'all have to. Y'all really. You got to. And, and on on episode 100, if everybody can come up on camera, and, and if okay. y'all, you know, audience. I mean, if you if you listen to the show via stream, you got to follow. You got to check out Vine <laughs> and that damn dog. Well, I'm not gonna say. It. And and Bo has. And you know, and plus you got the burger, plus you got the Cornell West burger from Burger King. <laughs> I don't know what his name is. I just call it, I call it the Cornell West Nelly Burger. Cornell Haynes. <laughs> Cornell Haynes Jr. Jr. I, See, I was I was eating Wendy, Wendy's when y'all were talking about Biden. I, <laughs> I can't, I can't yeah. Look at it. It's, y'all gonna see? I'll go all the way out there. Everybody else like, oh damn! I would have said something, but I was eating. I had a damn, you know. My dog chewed up my my microphone cable, you know. But I, 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 I don't regret any of it. I don't. I'm pissed. I'm pissed, dude. All right, Should y'all. Be. Yep. Yeah, we should be. We should be. And with that, y'all, episode 98 is in the can, and we are out of here, y'all. Peace. Peace. All right, now. Wear your mask. You've been listening to The G Podcast with your host, Tommy B. The G Podcast is a production of the Castropolis Podcast Network. Thanks for listening.